0: Wow, we're back. Okay. We uh, after back. a cliffhanger of a week, we left Woo. it on a interesting question. Mm-hmm. What was the question again?
1: Um, oh, can single. No way. <laughs> <laughs> can,
2: can a married man or a married yes. woman be close friends with a single man yes. or a single woman? Yep. Yeah. Thanks, Vin.
0: And um, we're going to discuss that topic mm. um, with myself. IJ?
2: Vin?
1: And John Trish. (laughs) John
2: Wang. John Wang. And
0: (laughs) Trish. Let's play our intro. Okay. Let's let's get it going. <laughs> no time to waste. Yeah. Are, yeah. I
1: think I have a question for Vin on yeah. this. Because you're about to get married in like a month or two. Have Ten you and Rach thought about it? Like what it might look like for you guys to be friends with other single people?
2: Yeah. Um, I don't think we've actually talked about this in detail. We might have had a conversation about it. But I think we want to... We we want to try our best to maintain the friendships we have, um, and yeah, um, I mean we're we're two people who don't like um I guess the 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 relationships we have at the moment. She spends a lot of time with um, her girlfriends and the girls at church. I spend a lot of time with the guys at church. Hmm. So, um, so not
1: necessary with the. The opposite gender.
2: I think... In group settings, yes. Yeah, okay. Well, no. yep. you mentioned before that there was
0: an odd... Well, not really odd, but, you know, I think it's a cultural difference. Because, like, with, in the Asian culture, when it comes to guy and girl friendships, we're very, like, oh, there's a divide and, you know... But I feel like because she's um, Anglo, she comes from... Well, she's Australian. She's more Anglo. And so the dynamic between male and females and friendships are a lot different. And I remember yeah. you... You just mentioned an experience like, oh, do you
2: think this is like odd or is it okay? <laughs> I'm not sure if I want to share this story. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, she, she has a, um, a really, a good friend from an old church. Mm. Yeah. And um, they, he, her good friend um, is married. They, they have um, their Monday get togethers at a burger place in, um, in Penrith and um there's this running joke that the the married guy likes to call her his second wife <laughs> see I, I see that's a response <laughs> with Sorry. Asians we're like oh that's different but <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I, I thought it was odd at first but um but i met the couple and i i really love them mm. and, and um, Maybe you can be the friends. the
1: wife's second husband. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't think it works that way. Trish. I'm Asian.
0: <laughs> we don't run. no. no. Yeah, I um, think. Yeah, but it's, just a, yeah. a joke between. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. But I guess yeah, it's got to do with the individual and dynamic, mm. and if you are you know confident and secure enough to know that oh, it's just you know you know yeah. they've been friends for a while and that's just yeah. a running joke. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. Like, yeah, yeah, because I I feel like. It, it is possible, but obviously the boundaries have to be clear. Mm. And then, yep. like in your example, you met the couple, like, you know, the dude and and his wife. So, you know, you were, you were able to make your own decision of being comfortable with it because yep. you got to know them and got comfortable. Yep. And yes. you're mature in that you understand, like, like people have existing relationships before your relationship. Mm. And, you know, that's a part of, like getting to know that you're mm. the person that you're dating or whoever your fiance is yeah. and stuff. So I think that's yeah.
1: that's a boundary that's a good boundary, like mm. to know the other person who they hang out with. Yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. once again I think it still is the same, right? Frequency, time of day Yes. Why? Yeah. Like, why does it have to be on one on one? Like, once you get married, should you like all your friendships should that actually, be included? My question in your is: marriage?
0: Have you ever had a one on one conversation with someone that was a married ma- male, and yes. it was like totally okay, and, and everyone yeah. involved? As in, you? like, actually I, I actually, yeah, I actually had one. Yeah, and we talked, and like, this is someone from our church family, yeah. and like, she's she's married, but I like obviously I, I talked to the husband about it and mm. you know I'm friends with the husband as well and they yeah. were all cool about it and and we understood the dynamic and stuff so it was yeah. just like it was okay like yeah. I didn't feel mm-hmm. like I was imposing and I didn't feel like I was gonna possibly have feelings and when we did yeah. chat
1: yeah
0: about certain things um you know we were in a public space and that was to do with um I guess one of her friends mm. that I had like you know issues with so it was just like it was kind yeah. of uh, not really issues but like you know just discussing things yeah. that kind of involved her as well, mm. and so we were able to chat about that no, that didn't necessarily involve the husband either, yeah, uh, but the husband knew about it, and it was okay, mm. so normally yeah. I'd be like, no, you can't do it under any circumstance, but to be honest, I've been in that circumstance, and nothing yeah. as shifty as ever yeah. happened, yeah. and we yeah. all know each other, right. and it mm-hmm. was in our church yeah. family so. What do you guys yeah. opinion on? Well, about? when
1: I was at uni, um, one of my growth group leaders was a married man and he did <laughs> yeah. primary as well. And there's not a lot of men in our cohort anyway. Mm. Um, so what part of being a growth group leader is, you know, meeting up one to one with mm. members in the group just to check partially mm. on how mm. we're going spiritually. Mm, right. um, and that was great, really, because I think there's something really beautiful about that Christian community where you um yeah, get wisdom from a man or a woman mm-hmm. and being able to share that.
0: Yeah, bring up um, that like older sibling dynamic.
1: Yeah. And um. he actually mentions I remember him saying how he felt very free to meet up with um women in terms of that in a growth group setting, mm. because he's like, I'm married, and it's mm. not. There's no blurriness, right? Because right. he knows where you know. He yeah. knows where he stands. Yeah. I know yeah. where I stand. And,
0: you're, and no one's confused yeah. about. Oh, what is this? It's just yes, like, no, exactly. we're clearly talking about this. I'm married. <laughs> yeah. Like, ew. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I
1: think that's the difference when it comes to. <laughs> yeah. It makes know, it more clear. It does yeah. definitely. Mm, a good less point. of the blurriness, but yeah. definitely the same risk mm. as well. Yeah. Um, so there's definitely wisdom there, but it is clearer. Yeah.
2: So those two stories, those meetups were more like there was an a, an agenda, yeah. And so it wasn't like a, um, hey, it's sat- it's six o'clock on a Saturday yeah. night, we should meet <laughs> up, but there was more like we should talk about how you're going with yeah. your growth, um, mm. with um, your growth relationship with yeah. God, like the, or how yeah. how it has
1: it was communicated very clearly on yeah. the attention of why you're meeting, mm. yeah,
2: yeah, so. So, those two stories, the risks were weighed, the Mm -hmm. boundaries were put in place, Mm. and the intentions were that, you know, you had an agenda. You were, um, you had, um, you wanted to exalt, encourage, exalt Christ, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you wanted to help a church member in need. And it
0: was also a form of accountability, which is important. Um, You need that accountability, especially with people in position of ministry. I think... For for us guys it's easier because most of the time it's controversial but <laughs> at our church the people you would have to talk to um it, are males who mm. are in that high position unless sure. you do seek out yeah. an older female to talk to well that's easy but i guess yeah when i i know that in our church there's a lot of um you know clear training and boundaries as to how our ministers conduct themselves so they're mm. very well trained and they yeah. know how to uh, what what is good and what is bad like yeah. they know how to um feeling safe and yeah how trusted. to yeah create like they know their boundaries clearly yeah. like it's been ingrained in them so they can easily like you know i feel confident in saying yes that the yes. females in our church when they do need to meet up one on one with a male minister who often Well, they're all pretty much married yeah and um so it's there's no blurriness or no abuse of power because Mm. yeah and normally obviously it's always in the day when you guys meet up it's never at night yeah Yeah, it's probably public space Like public space not in their bed not in their bedroom (laughs) you know like common sense
2: kind of thing yeah Yeah. Yeah. i mean um we this was a few years back when we had um bible studies and um you'd walk into our minister's place who live next door and um, he shared the story of when when one of the girls turned up to his place. Like, he, the first person, the first member of the Bible study group turned up to his place was mm. a girl. Mm. So, what he did was he just walked out of the house and he stood outside until the second person came. That's And right. then he walked in with the second person. There you go. Nice. So, they have those so,
0: strategies to yeah. deal with those awkward situations. I think, like, that's a similar thing with, like, youth group when, when the leaders like arrive and they're the first one. And then mm. the first, like if you're a male leader and the first happens to be a female youth, you're like, okay, let's let's go outside in the street and wait until more people come because <laughs> we're not going to be alone in a hole. Yeah. Like, you know, you, they have those precautions yeah. for the yeah. safety of everyone involved. So that's yeah. why I feel I think so it's glad. interesting,
1: right? Because I think to the world, that sounds really extreme. Yeah. But it's actually, well, no, like it's, it's how we love other people and, and yeah. to know that our flesh is weak. Mm. And to recognize mm-hmm. that, like mm-hmm. we're not as mm-hmm. strong as we think we are. Yes. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, the flesh yeah. is strong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. we're
0: all sinful and broken. And so I feel like, yeah, it's, it anyone's vulnerable to sin, especially yeah. if you're put in a position of temptation. So mm. I'm mm. glad that, yeah, there's
2: definitely those precautions. Yeah. To keep and everyone the Bible says safe.
1: flee. Like, yeah. Go yeah. run. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah.
2: Um, I had another thought, um, like, say for example, you, IJ, and your, um, your cousins from mm. Queensland, right? Mm. You guys have this intimate relationship. Mm. Your cousins are, your, like, they're biologically, mm. you're, you're related to them. Mm. And, but you can still have this tight, like, you can share certain things with them mm. without feeling like feelings will develop. Yeah, 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 because yeah. you're related, mm. and so if you think about it in the Christian perspective, I'm Trisha's brother. Trisha's my brother. Mm. Uh, Trisha's my sister, and so <laughs> yeah, me <I'm> if, <laughs> if we think of it through that lens, it's kind of like if we think of each other as brother and sister and, mm. like, in that kind of yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah true hey because like, yeah. i can totally see you as my sister crush. yeah like I'm dude just we're like... the same
1: person <laughs> yeah we're freaking out how we like the it's same things so we're good. like
0: you're literally yeah we both like, like yellow virginalby. snakes
1: <laughs> i know we're both emotional <laughs>
0: yeah both crazy both crazy and hyper ellen snakes guys yellow is the way to go never get natural <laughs> yeah no but yeah definitely yeah. i can uh, i yeah. can definitely say i feel comfortable Around certain things, but I think in that I still feel like, um, yeah, I, I'm close with my female cousins. But once they get married, or or have boyfriends, like I, I I tend to hear less from them. But but at the time when I had even a a um a girlfriend, uh, I I I I didn't talk to them as much. So I felt like the closeness we had in terms of just talking about our struggles, talking about singleness when any of us were single, we, we all were there and supported. But the moment when things change, there was, it wasn't like Mm. we need to set a boundary. It was just an understanding of natural. Oh, the intensity decreases. Cause we understand it's like, Oh, they have someone that they're confiding to now and stuff like that. And so I, you know, there's nothing like sad or bitter about it. It's just like, and like, I respect that. Like, you know, obviously that's your that's your boy. But, um, whenever we're like, because right now I'm going through a season of singleness and same with my cousin. We've been like praying for each other each and talking because mm. you know, she's just been sharing how she's been feeling because I think she just wants a male perspective as well. Yeah. Mm. And uh, yeah, and so I feel like, yeah, the intensity of our closeness goes up. Um. But yeah, it, it just, it's more of a natural thing, transition while I think when it's more ambiguous when they're, you're not biologically related kind of thing. There's more mm. of yeah. a... Yeah, um, miss that, but I feel like it happens yeah. naturally. Yeah. But yes, yeah. Yeah, so there is yeah. a, a close bond that we'll always have, though, yeah. Um, yeah. underlined because we have that growing up, having mm. that history, stuff like that. And Cause,
1: yeah, because it's interesting that marriage is, you know, a very earthly thing, mm. but actually being siblings in Christ is a forever thing. Like we'll have that till eternity. True. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah it's good to work out how to be wise with that now. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And also like recognizing that we might, you know, stuff up. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Kind of looking forward-thinking to like the perfect relationship that we'll have with each other mm. um, when we're with Jesus. Yeah, so. and
0: actually, there will I don't think there'll be marriage anymore. No, there right? won't be. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> mm, that's interesting. Marriage isn't going to be in-, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in terms of like the earthly. Jesus all we need. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's a hard concept. But anyway, let's. Yeah. That's a hard concept yes, to swallow yes. right <laughs> now. So we'll we'll save that next yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, what was uh Was there any, was there another? Uh, the last one was
1: um, married people being friends with married people.
2: Yeah, which I think is pretty almost close to married, married like. people being friends with single people because mm. you have mm. to think through yep. the appropriateness of how intense your relationship is. Yeah, I still yeah. feel like, I hear a lot of stories, even in the
0: Christian circles, yeah. where married people cheat on Mm. their spouse with another married person from the church so like it's we're not invulnerable so yeah like what do you think the boundaries are yeah because that that is a scenario that happens sadly yeah Mm -hmm. um
1: i think one better i can think of is what do you talk about when you meet with each other like is it like Oh, this is what I've been finding really challenging about my spouse. Ooh, or, like, yeah. I don't like this about this person, Ooh, you know? So it yeah. leads to, like, this gossiping session. Mm, and yeah. then you kind of confide. Ooh, yeah, like, there's oh, yeah, there is the danger. I too. Yeah. I wish they were more like you. Like, you know, those, <sighs> yeah. like, sneaky comments that yeah. can lead and, like, topple over, too.
0: I feel Deeper like it's things. more dangerous to be yeah, close friends too. with an unmarried yeah. person because what's, what's the point? Like, that's yeah. the question you'd ask. Mm. Why are you so close to someone of the opposite gender? that you're yeah. not married to. Like, yeah. what's the point of it? That's just yeah.
2: the
1: question. Maybe it's like a pre-existing friendship that we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But like yeah. family, I feel like, like my example, it can naturally decrease because there's a respect for it. I think there's also the idea of, like, it ties in with the individual's respecting the boundary of marriage before that you've both made yeah. with each other before God. So is that there's mm-hmm. that, like, kind of seriousness to it. And so if there is something... That can cause you to stumble, especially if it's another married person. Yeah, yeah, and you know that's that's a that's not a out of normal scenario. Like yeah. that's a common thing. Then yeah, definitely flee as you said. Yeah, from it. Yeah.
1: And I think a part of um, friendships, especially with opposite sex, requires quite some deep sacrifice like sometimes actually means oh. not being friends with that person yeah um, i think people and, going
0: into relationships forget that like yeah. sometimes when you get married to someone it's it's sacrifice yeah. and you have to say goodbye to something yeah mm. yeah nope. and
1: kind of like the grieving of that Ooh. as well yeah that's
0: another uh, that's heading into a topic i want to talk to you about yes. in this in the sphere of yes. friendship but yes. we'll yeah. save that for later yeah. but anyway what was there else?
1: yeah i think
2: mm. Well, I can picture friendships between married couples in certain set- settings, like mm. friendships in terms of, like, you can do, you, the both of you can do ministry together. Mm. Uh, you yeah. can meet together for, like, meet to plan stuff in ministry together. Yeah. Yeah. In the bounds of friendship, but not, but. In an
0: open space kind of thing and yeah. in mm. the it, public area. Yeah. 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 Um, I think, yeah, I think the the red flag would always be if you complain about your spouse to another person of the opposite gender that is also married. It's just like, don't do that. Yeah. (laughs) Unless that's your, like, you know, relative. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, like, I think you can always find great advice from older, Mm. like if you're a man, an older godly married man, you can find good advice from them. Or if you're a female, older Mm. godly female friend, that could probably give you more helpful advice and insight. Um, Because rather than someone who isn't the same age and same stage and, you know, like, it's just like, yeah, to me, it just doesn't make sense Mm. to be doing that because I'm just like.
1: And I think like even reaching out to um, friends who are single, like Mm. doesn't just because they're not married doesn't mean they don't have, you know, Mm. wisdom to share for a married Mm, couple. mm, mm, mm. Like sometimes I feel like we might get stuck in that like lens of like, Mm. oh, I can only seek marriage advice to you know, someone who's married. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's like, well, maybe, you know? Yeah.
0: Like I feel like, um, when, when you are single, sometimes you do have a fresh, like perspective Mm. of, of things that maybe some other people like married couples might not see or think. Yeah. Um, I feel like I give a lot of good advice to people who are like in relationship like they ask my advice and I give it and they're like, wow, that's, that's good advice. Yeah. Like, you know, and then even I'm like, yeah, I don't know how I know that I'm mm. not even in a relationship, <laughs> yeah. but I somehow yeah. know the logic of yeah. things. So, you know, I, yeah, like you said, I, I yeah. yeah, definitely. And I think that's good because it's just serving that community uh, of like your, your relationship is opened up, mm. not just between you two, but to the greater Christian community in that. Yeah. Cause single people, need intimacy too and I think that's another topic that we should talk about is Mm. um, intimacy Mm. and what that means so Trish what what were your thoughts on that?
1: yeah um I think intimacy is so much more than the physical right Mm. like there's obviously intimacy in the physical Mm. but I think a big part of it is the emotions as Mm. well Mm -hmm. um or how we talk about things or how we share life with one another Mm. um as we are called to Mm. um yeah, so, yeah, f- real friendship requires real intimacy and yes. real commitment in community. Yes. Yes. Um. Yeah, let me, that's like my, my opening line. Uh, oh, from <laughs> um, well,
0: my experience yeah. as someone that is single um, in a community where mm. I would it's, like to say I seek out intimacy in terms of feeling cared for and loved, um, I do find it really helpful when my married friends um, reach out to me and have me over for dinner yeah. and stuff like
1: that. Yeah. Sorry, just going to <laughs> <laughs> Oh, a trend. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I just find that I feel cared for and supported yeah. when they make me a part of their dinner night. Or, and or, not
1: making it so exclusive. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, sometimes I feel like some married friends only hang out with married couples and they don't really take care of their single friends. Like, you know, like I think it's important to, to minister to those who are single as well, Mm. to make them feel not as alone. Cause yeah, to be honest, in my situation, I just feel like, everyone is getting engaged or married mm. <laughs> right now yeah. and every and, or having kids and yeah. you know I'm at that age um, I feel like I'm past that age but I'm at that age where I, I you know you think that um it would happen by now but it hasn't and so yeah that's something that weighs heavier and heavier as I get older mm. but it, it's great to, to see my um you know, friends who are in relationships still make me a part mm. of their lives and not feel so left out. Yeah. And as well, like, they don't make me feel like a third wheel either. Like, yep. and,
1: yeah. Yeah, I yeah. wonder what it looks like for a um, good, healthy intimacy in a church setting. Mm. Um, and like, it's, it's like a whole church. Like, like mm. what, you know, like, how do we practice that? How do we live that out mm. and not just talk about it? Because I think that's one of the main, you know, purposes of this podcast is to start mm. these conversations, right? Mm, so people are buying. These. A shout out to you guys. Yeah. Maybe whoever's listening, think about, you know, how can we grow in our intimacy as a cri- like Christ community? Mm. Yeah. Um, and then you can, you know, mm. tell us. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. How to Ooh. cultivate healthy.
1: Yeah. Intimate, intimate relationships, relationships. Yeah. Mm. between
2: mm. men, and men, and men and women.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. So what is for you, what has mm. your experience been
2: um,
1: with growing intimacy and in, yeah, in, in your church, friendships yeah. and church? Yeah, um, so with the girls, I think we've been doing a really good job at it. So we meet yeah. up one to one and read the Bible together, mm. um, so that's been really great. Um, for the men, um, from my personal experience, I think one of my favorite moments ever was last year, mm. and we we at dinner.
0: Oh, I wasn't. And
1: like then, them. yeah, you, well, you both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. both. Done that. Anyway, it was like one of my most. Like I wrote in my diary <laughs> about how encouraging it was, mm. but I think it was like the night when I was like, "Man, like we need to have conversations with the men in our church." Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway. <laughs>
0: to preference it we, we're pretty segregated in that like yeah. the men hang out with the men and the women hang out with women because yeah because we're still
1: working out you know being we're
0: still young yeah and we're still figuring out
1: things <laughs> how to cultivate that yes and we're tr- in that culture. process
0: and trish is one of the the po- people that are stepping yeah. toward <laughs> that vision
1: yeah so that was but, pretty yeah. good but a bit of a you know i think it took me like boldness we're mm. like okay i'm gonna intentionally sit with the men mm. and actually ended up only being me with like 11 <laughs> men on the table and yeah was like,
0: and, and then all of us shared
1: <laughs> yeah it
0: was, it was really funny because we're like kind of sheepishly sharing we weren't like we were just like oh yeah um okay this yeah. <laughs> <Like, laughs> uh,
1: was uh, a big we, question it was yeah. like what's something that you're um something uh, i God think i remember
2: what yeah what what did what do what, what's an area yes. where you want to grow in godliness? Yes. And we were just like, oh, you, you we, um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, we weren't just talking about men and making fire and, and making <laughs> yeah. food, but we were actually talking.
1: Yeah. It was yeah. actually really yeah. deep and we prayed together. Like yeah, I think yeah. that's, we, that's we actually
2: in.
0: were the last table to leave because all the other, all the other tables left yeah. and we're going, yep. we were still going and praying yeah. and talking mm. Yeah. Which was good, and mm. it was really encouraging. Thank you, Trish, yeah, no for signing But yeah. I think,
1: like, that really opens, like, that reminded me, because I was, like, in that bubble of, like, oh, men can't be intimate. Like, they just suck at it. Mm. Um, but then, like, I f- like after that, and I was like, well, y- you just need one person to start mm. a conversation, like a question. And then it's like, well, mm. men can share. Mm. They just need mm. that prompt.
0: It's true. Because yeah. <laughs> me, Vin, um, and with the leadership of Tim Mintry. And some other, the other guys we're we're starting to focus mm. on um, men's ministry yeah. and, and growing that intentionally. And it's outside of I guess the main leadership team, which is yeah. like, you know, Vino and the ministers and, and Gus and stuff, but it, it's it's spearheaded by just, you know, the average church member yeah. and which is what we are which is what we should be doing. Mm. And so we're yeah, we formed this group where we want to have intentional talks and um,
1: Was this the digging a hole?
0: Yeah, yeah yeah we yeah. actually had a really into, like intimate yes. so in, it. so what happened was um tim organized a thing where all the guys met at ryan's house and we all helped ryan kind of excavate his his backyard to to flatten it so he can build something so yeah that all the guys were just digging and with men We need to do something physical. We're not like women that can sit down and read books and
1: And cookies and tea. And have cookies
0: and tea. (laughs) Like, half. Like, we don't work that way. We're just like, give us something to do or give us a shovel. Something to do with our hands. Yeah, I know. Like, we want to run and do stuff. Like, we just can't sit and read. Like,
2: smash things. Yeah, yeah,
0: literally. We, like, smacked the ground dug into the ground did everything and so but you know we need to let all that male aggression out somehow mm. and then uh, um yeah we were just well i at least on my end because the leadership team we we had a group of the demographic was older christian guys and younger christian men mm. uh, who are kind of newer in the faith and so our team of the older men we 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 decided to ha- have more intentional chats with one another and also with the younger guys and so we've mm. been. Um, yeah, we, I, I, well, I know I was intentional in talking to some of the guys. I talked to you, Vin, about, you know, your plans with marriage and how's that going. And so I talked with oh, other sorry, dudes as well. Yeah. Um, and then I think everyone was doing that. And then toward the end of the night, we all, like a group of us sat down around the campfire uh, fire that we made. Mm-hmm. And then we just shared our testimonies. And so is we just shared. Yeah. And, it, and it was really good because... Did, it wasn't even the older Christian guys that initiated. It, it was actually the younger oh. Christian. So we have this new Christian named Tommy in our oh, church. Oh, Tommy from and Orange. To, and then, so we first initially <laughs> or Orange, asked him, yeah, how how are you feeling about being a Christian and stuff? And he's like, I'm still figuring it out and then he ended up just asking Can you guys share like testimony? Yeah. And so we went in a circle and all shared who Jesus was to us yep. and why Jesus is important to us exactly. and why we shape our lives around Jesus. And so, you know, by the end of the night when we all shared there was like some tears for some guys oh. as well because we were like just sharing boys can yeah. cry boys can cry and that's okay because feelings are important and that is not weakness release.
1: leaving the body as how the world has taught you
0: yes 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 let's fight this toxic yes. male uh-huh. masculinity that's been you know ingrained in our culture and yeah. say no like it's okay vulnerability is strength it's harder oh, yeah. to show your emotions yeah. for guys than it is to keep them in and be strong like yeah. that's the easy thing yeah. to do pretending you're all good when you're not yeah. is easy but being uh, honest about it and mm. letting it out is important and i and i remember like in our leadership for men's ministry we had a, a chat about vulnerability and i was like mm. guys this is out because i've I, i'd Are like to say about this? i'm passionate and i feel like I, i'm pretty good at making anyone open up i can i, can I make, think
1: that's a spiritual gift
0: yeah maybe because like i yeah. legit i can make any guy tell me their deepest darkest secret. Like they, they all Praise tell the me, Lord. and even some guys are like, "I've never told this to anyone," but but that's just because the reason why they can is because I'm super honest mm. about my struggles and my sin. Like I am super, super honest. yeah. Okay. But right I will. Sh- right
1: intimacy and community requires us, like us, like you, to mm. share. Yes. Your struggles. So right?
0: that 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 was my my next thing because I I made it a point because I remember. Tim being the organized man he is had a PowerPoint and he left it to us and was asking to us men's ministry leadership teams like what does it mean to be how how do we um, check up on one another and stuff like that and I was like yeah I'd like to expand on this Mm. and I want to expand on this in that it's not enough to say are you okay that is not where you start I feel like (laughs) if you want people to really be vulnerable you have to be vulnerable first Mm. and so um the key thing is, is to share about your struggle. So you go first and say, can you pray for me? I'm struggling with forgiveness. And then after that, they're like, oh, wow, like you struggle with things. So like mm-hmm. if you're vulnerable and you're able to show that, you know, you're not perfect. Yeah. And people tend to be like, oh, yeah. Like, and then you can reach out to them and say, do you want me to pray? And then the people mm-hmm. tend to open up after that. And I think the first step is important in that you are able to show um, your struggle, yeah. um, and and that's hard for men to do.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's
0: really hard for the men thing to do. Because I
1: think that takes humility.
0: Yeah, mm. yeah, it, it definitely yeah. does, definitely does.
1: Yeah, and it's hard to admit yeah. witnesses, witnesses too. Yeah,
0: it yeah. it is it is something that um, I feel like us men are conditioned not to do. But mm. no, we need to fight against that yeah. and and start yeah. being honest because I think I think there is definitely a connection between um, men not being honest and keeping it in and addictive behavior, whether it Mm. be seeking it in gambling or even pornography or this Mm. and that. Like, I feel like people or healthy Christians who are in a healthy relationship with God don't exhibit those symptoms of of sinful behavior because um, they've dealt with the deeper issues or they've like... Because I just feel like, yeah, I've struggled with things in the past and I found that it was... I, I used to f- always focus on the surface level, like the sin on the top, yeah. but I didn't think, Lennon and I would always stress about those things mm. on the surface, but I didn't look in the deeper things, whether it be deep childhood trauma mm. or whether it be deeper issues that I haven't really faced, but I'm very passive about. And so yeah. I want to try to like say like, let's get past being passive and being mm. okay because you think you're being okay, but really you're not because it's coming out in unhealthy behavior. And when I get to know um, the guys at our church and ask about their struggles, mm. the struggles are always the same and always a similar thing. Yeah. But then on the surface level, it's, it's like everyone's like, it's struggling cool. with the same thing. So yeah. then when you dig deeper and deeper, like for example, I've dug deeper with some of my guy friends and they have a lot of like childhood trauma that they haven't mm. dealt with or talked to or opened up about. And they have a yeah. lot of things that happen in the past um, that they sweep under the rug i think yeah. that's the popular thing with asian men as well mm. or men in general that we sweep all our issues under the rug and if we don't pay attention it'll be fine but mm. then it comes out in unhealthy things so whether it be you have a falling out with a friend or whether it be an issue you have with someone and you don't tell them but then anything that they do you'll get really angry but because you haven't really like dealt with the issue or mm. anything like that it'll come out that way but then you keep suppressing it, suppressing it. Yeah. Right? And like, oh, yeah, it's fine, it's fine, ignore, ignore. But then it's just like, that's not how you deal with issues. And that's not mm-hmm. how you grow, um, especially grow in Christ. Like, you know, we're supposed to, uh, like, yep. you know, if we have any grievances against each other, we need to bring it up yeah. um, to them, oh, to God and to them. And, and if we ever want to serve God, we have to deal with those issues first.
1: And it's all going to come to light one day yes i think that's yes. the part that we need to remember yes is that everything we try to suppress and everything we try to hide mm. <laughs> jay's gonna be like kabam <laughs> oh <laughs> yes. it's all yeah in and down i've there. experienced
0: that like, yeah. <laughs> um, reality check hopefully yeah in the future i'll share my testimony mm, that'd um, be good. Yeah. and to be able to show the ramifications of keeping things in the yeah. dark and keeping things deep down in secret and how that manifests itself into unhealthy behavior because I haven't dealt with the core heart issue, but mm. at the end of the day, if you do deal with it, there God can heal your brokenness, and God can, um, Jesus can like help restore your broken heart, yeah. and and get you to to function the way that and give cr- you a new God one. yes, and give mm-hmm. you a new one and and function practically like a Christian should, um, but it is a painful process. Yeah. It is a painful process that 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 requires a lot of you know going back to God's word and having that support as well. So it is painful, but in the end, um, when you start, when God is kind enough to reveal to you, um, you know the 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 fruits of of doing. Um, his will the fruits of the labor of doing his will you start to be like oh i get it like it yeah. all starts to make sense and then yeah. you start to be like god is so good like and it brings you closer to god it, yeah. it's painful at the time but if you just persevere and persist and you know god builds that character yeah.
1: well we learned yeah. from <laughs> growth, growth growth last,
0: great great last night. night romans, <laughs> romans five. Oh romans five, romans five. Uh, one to eleven yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> so yeah we were able to um yeah grow and when you do uh, persevere and have that character it builds that hope and when you have that greater hope you have that peace Mm. you have that understanding and that pressure of feeling like you need to fix everything or amend things it's all done on the Mm. cross through Christ Jesus and we
1: are are called to be peaceful Mm.
0: with
1: each
0: other
1: as well yes yeah yeah wow we (laughs) dig deep and I love it yeah this is so good
0: yeah Another topic yeah. of friendship, actually, I wanted to bring up. Yeah. I feel like everyone growing up will always go through this at one stage or another. Mm. And that's the topic of friendship and mm. and letting go of certain friendships or the grief of saying goodbye to a friendship. Mm. Um, For me, I yeah, I've definitely felt um, the sadness that comes with an ending of a friendship where you're just like, oh, like... You, you know, you're, you're close with friends or a group of friends or a certain friend and you're close with them. And then all of a sudden, either you drift apart or you have a falling out. But once that friendship goes, there's that sadness. Mm. And I don't think we address that um, ever growing up. Like saying goodbye to a friendship is hard. Yeah. And it's sad. And yeah, do you guys have any experiences where mm. you guys had to say goodbye and it was hard?
1: Mm, yeah. I think, um, a lot of my goodbyes in friendships were that transition between primary school to high school and then high school to uni. Um, and I think at first it felt really like low level because it was like forgotten until I was like, Oh wow. I used to be best friends with this person. And the sad part I think is not recognizing the change until you recognize it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and then you and be like, Oh, like, do I reach out now? Like, do I message this person? Was it too late? Like it feels like so much has changed that I ended up not doing anything about it. Um, but I think I was also out of state where I wasn't mature enough to even think to, you know, persist with that friendship or um, resurrect it. Um, yeah, so I think growing up, how I grieve friendships is more like how it changes rather mm. than, I don't think I've, so far I haven't had to let go of any friendships yet. Mm. Um, but it's more so like, oh, the nature of, how relationships change um, based on how their relationship status changes or mm. um, they move to another country, mm. I don't know, mm. things like that. Mm. That makes it um, hard. But I think one thing that I cling on to, especially friends who love Jesus, is the fact mm. that I'm friends with them for eternity. Um, mm. And even though I might not see them mm. now mm. like as much as I used to, but it's like, well, actually, we have a lifetime together. And I think yeah. that's, yeah, that's one thing that brings me comfort oh, okay. when um, mm. I grieve the change of friendship.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, that's a great that's yeah. a great um, realignment of, of your heart um, in terms of, like, what you believe. Because, yeah, in, instead of, like, being in despair mm. of, of that goodbye, you're able to see the silver lining and the greater hope of, yeah. of having, like christ look like, to have christ and to know that you have eternity with him. so yeah, yeah that that's definitely comforting and i think that's
2: a great reminder of how to navigate through mm. that grief mm. yeah. mm-hmm.
1: do you have experience?
2: I, I think i've got a serious um similar experience as well mm. like just um spending six years with a certain group of people in school and then mm. after that whole phase you you're not bound together in this way like mm. you don't have to be with one another anymore. <laughs> mm. Like if you want to be with one another, you actually have to schedule it in because yeah. you don't have to be in class together yeah. anymore. And so, yeah, I think I've lost a few friends through transitioning between primary school and then high school and then high school a- outside of high school. Mm. So, yeah. Um, but I think like the, there was one best friend I had in primary school who, um, it's been ages since we've we've messaged, but every like the last thing I would have said to him was like, "I um, um, hope you've I hope you've been well," and like in another lifetime we would have been still best friends. And no. <laughs> it's kind of like grieving that mm. past yeah. life we had with one another, yeah, yeah. But also thinking that like holding on to that memory we had with mm. one yeah. another as well. Yeah. Um, but also knowing that stuff changes yeah. life circumstances yes. mm, changes mm, mm. and
1: like our time changes like how yeah. much free time we have
2: where you yeah. go yeah. changes what yeah. you do cha- changes and so that also means that you meet new people as well yeah mm. yeah um
0: i feel like you fall in and out of friendships kind of thing and that's the way of life
2: yeah yeah that's right mm. and i i i think it's like it's just a natural progression of mm. the people you meet and then yeah. The friendships mm. you have, and then also mm. um, the fact that you're gonna have to grieve through yeah. the loss of friendship because of life circumstances. Because,
0: mm, mm, mm. yeah, sometimes it is hard because you have that memory and that fondness mm. of, like, yeah, yep. you know, things have changed, and how back then it was quite, quite good. Yeah. Um, mm. Quite like, you know, it, it just, yeah, it brings back a lot of memories, and so. When you when you're in that place, um, yeah, it's it's yeah. hard not to
2: to miss it and yeah. to miss the individuals in it. Yeah. But having said that, like I I know a few friends who, if I met up with them after years of not meeting up, then it would be like Nothing. good old buddies again. Yeah, like, that's so nice to catch up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I go like, by I always
1: go by topics so that we can share everything.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But yeah, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, because I, I I know that's always something that's always Weighed heavy on my heart because yeah, I've always thought about like yeah, we don't really talk about it, and mm. you know, in the secular, what's more highlighted is breakups between couples, and that's the only like devastation. But yeah, I can f- I feel heartbreak when when friendships change, mm. and because yeah, you know, I wasn't ready to to not have them a part of my life like it used to. I think I I went through that when I was starting to feel a bit lonely because I felt. Um, within our church circle our circle of friends didn't hang out as much and that mm-hmm. made me sad because like you know they were starting to get married some moved to different churches and so there was just this season where it just we weren't i didn't feel as connected as i yeah. used to because we weren't doing life together the way we used to and so that made me sad and i was just like oh man this this sucks like yeah. you know but i had a, a good chat with with um one of our ministers or bishop peter lynn um, and he was just, um, yeah, just sharing some wisdom in that, like, yeah, that that's just the way the church circle goes. For five years, there'll be a group, the core group that are close. But eventually, because mm-hmm. of those circumstances, you'll drift apart. But the re- it's, you know, the job of the remaining to kind of build that new generation. And I think the men's ministry, we're trying to do that. We're trying mm-hmm. to, like, bridge that gap of, like, yes, the core are getting married. So let's create a new core with the young ones that are turning up, that are going to church. Because these are, like rare things that you find yeah. in, in nowadays because there's not much young people that stay at church and if there is like we need to invest our time yeah. in that so that they can build up become that core mm. and build up the incoming generation of of people following Christ so, yeah and like figure
1: yeah. out like which friendships to invest in is a whole mm. other thing that yeah. we need to think about too. yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah, discipleship. Oh, that's another one. Oh, topic. that is an mm. oh man, this is do what I did adopt Woo. a child, yeah. <laughs> adopt a
1: <laughs> Wait, oh, yeah, you. Oh, I was like, Who
0: no, was no, no, it? no, 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 Dude, no my, roommate, my roommate. Dude, that sounds so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but he's, he's a part of our family yeah, pretty much, but yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I think like the probably the mm. last thing as we wrap up, mm. um, friendships. I think overall, you know, man or woman, I think the main job. Um, and the main purpose is to edify each other mm. or in other like non-Christian jargon words is how can we be encouraging ch- each other mm. as we step, you know, a day closer to uh, seeing Jesus in his fullness mm. mm-hmm. um, is the main priority. Yeah. In every yeah. single relationship yes. is yes. like, how can I care and prioritize this person's holiness? And yeah. that relates Amen. to all, right? Single, married, mm-hmm. widowed, um,
2: the the pharisee in matthew says to jesus what is the greatest commandment and he mm. says first to love your god and mm. then second to love your neighbor yeah mm. so amen So love one another yeah and
0: i think on that note that perfectly in it encapsulates <laughs> what friendship should be about yeah. loving god and loving one another yeah. and so uh, thank you trish oh, for being is, trish, our so guest
1: energized <laughs> so high
0: and um yes Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, It was a blast, and hopefully, in the future, would you be interested in having an all-women's
1: podcast? Oh, I would love that. It might Mm -hmm. go on for hours.
0: (laughs) It'll be a three-hour special. (laughs) (laughs) Five-part, three-hour special. Yeah, 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 five seasons of just of the same topic (laughs) and the one topic. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but thanks, uh, thank you uh, to Vin as well.
1: Thank you to both of you, my besties. Okay, okay, we'll keep yeah, talking yeah, yeah, about
0: yeah. that. <laughs> Actually, we'll keep talking about it. Insert photo of our current hey, well, feelings. should we
1: recreate a photo? <laughs> okay, what let's was, try oh, no, it. I'm in the middle.
0: Now, just just do the poses that we're doing.
1: Okay, how's Ready,
0: me. set, and go. <laughs> and that is good, that is good. And on that note, till next time, you've been listening to a Deluxe Corner.